This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and, if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, I'm afraid I can't start this show without mentioning the heat wave, with scientists saying that until we get to grips with climate change, we're going to see more health-threatening temperatures and for more prolonged periods. It's a blunt reminder that whatever else is going on with UK politics, with invasions, with economic crises, we are still facing a climate crisis that will have economic security and health consequences if left unchecked. So that anything you can do to reduce your carbon footprint is a positive help. Now, we've heard it before about the online tool Count Us In here on Environment Matters, which gives you suggestions for proven steps that you can take to cut your carbon footprint. And to find out more about it and to learn more about the steps that you can make, you can search for Count Us In or go to the podcast page of RadioVerilon.com and search for the Count Down to Cop podcast series. Now, we're lucky here in St Albans that if you go on above beyond and make the effort to help people or the community or the environment, your efforts could be recognised with an award. There's the Mayor's Pride Awards, which annually celebrate some wonderful local people, including an environment champion. Or there's the Chamber of Commerce Awards, which has awards of all sorts of things, all things business, including a Green Business Award. But there's not been awards wholly focused on the environment, awards to recognise the work of the huge numbers of people around St Albans trying to help us live more sustainably, working to protect and encourage nature or helping our environment in other ways. Until now, that is. Lee Wood owns the design business Ember Designs and the winners have just been announced for the inaugural Ember Eco Awards. As the name suggests, these new awards are wholly focused on the environment and sustainability. Now, let me declare now that I was humbled and rather overwhelmed to be one of this year's five winners. And I'd like to take this chance to just say a huge thank you if you one of the people who nominated me, particularly given how awesome the other winners are. And I'm going to be telling you about them later. But first, let's hear from the man behind the awards, Lee Wood. I spoke to Lee and I started by asking him where the idea for the awards had come from. Hi, Amanda. Um, Well, as everyone knows, I'm sort of really interested in the local environment. And I've been very, very fortunate to have been working alongside so many passionate societies and charities over the last four or five years now. And I've been overwhelmed by just the passion and the desire for some of these individuals And I thought, well, surely they should be championed in some way. So I thought, wouldn't it just be nice um, for those for those people just to have their five minutes of fame and just for them to be in the spotlight for all the fantastic uh, selfless work that they do? Well, that sounds a very um, altruistic motivation there, Lee. And do you hope that um, these awards will provide any kind of incentive or encouragement for, for people who are you know, considering doing something 
vaguely environmental? I do hope so. I mean, that that was the key behind it, really. I mean, I think everyone in the environmental sort of scene in St Albans and the wider district are well aware of the people who who are sort of prominent. But the idea really was to get to know the unsung heroes um, in the neighbourhood, really, the school kids, people in faith groups, uh, just, you know, maybe even next door, a neighbour as such. Um, the the idea of the awards was just to highlight anybody uh, who who was um, just sort of championing the, what is a fantastic cause locally, really. Okay, that sounds great. So you put out the call for nominations back, was it during the Sustainability Festival? Yes, it was just before the festival. I thought that would be a nice tie-in because uh, obviously it was going to be at the forefront of people's psyche anyway. So I thought I'd sort of tick two boxes. Yep, yep. And what kind of response did you receive? Were there many nominations? Uh, amazingly, there were. And I think it does resonate with with people. We had well over 100 people email in. Um, we had about, ironically, although there was sort of a large number of emails, there was only about 12 or so people who were shortlisted, I think just because of their prominence uh, locally. But even so, just to have that a response was absolutely magnificent. Uh, and, it, and it showed to, it really highlighted the importance of the work being carried out. Wow, over 100 emails. That, that really is quite a lot. So that's an awful lot of information to process. And it sounds like quite a, a difficult uh, job sort of deciding who was going to win. How did you decide on the winners? Uh, who, who was involved in this decision and how did you go about it? So there were three judges in total, uh, myself and my fellow trustee at Grove Community Sockwell, Kate Swindles, who is a force of nature herself, and local entrepreneur Paul Kingston, who is a sustainability lead for his own business. And uh, he, like myself, had got a young daughter and very invested in, in local environmental issues, really. Okay, that sounds really good. So a, a reasonably diverse um, little group of you there. And what kind of criteria did you apply when looking at the nominations? There was no, it wasn't really sort of secluded to one particular area. I think the what I really wanted was a diverse uh, spectrum of people, irrespective of whether you're part of a, a larger green organisation or whether you are just doing it on your own collecting litter. Um, I just wanted people to uh, be appreciated for their efforts, which I don't think is always the, necessarily the way. Okay. And one of your winners, Heidi Carruthers, she actually works in the environmental sector was that okay? Was that okay, or, or were you favouring more people who were volunteering? I think personally, it was just application and sort of that that going above and beyond. Um, we did discuss the fact that Heidi, that is her role to a certain degree. However, seeing firsthand her efforts and what she goes to to make sure that. The, the process continues. I think there, there's just a, an extra, as I say, that extra mile that people go uh, in terms of local environment, really. Right. Okay. Now, the actual um, award itself is, is that you've been presenting to the winners. It's rather special. Can you tell us about how, how they were designed and made? So it was in collaboration with our friends at Heartwood Glass. The idea 
initially was to have the climate lines which would normally depict the rise and fall of the the earth's temperature but i've now sort of turned them green to give them a more positive aspect behind it and above and below those those lines i've created tree roots almost they they represent the all of the local community groups and societies and individuals who work together to make sure that St Albans and the wider district is as green as it possibly can be. Well, well they're rather rather lovely, and it's a and a lovely sort of um, uh, almost like a, a glass square glass plate with the with the design on it, and then as you say, Hartwood Glass have have, have made these to your beautiful design. Now. Are you pleased with the way that the awards went this year? Was it sort of, did it go to plan as it were? I think so. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, One thing, I, I mean, we are looking to establish this over many, many years. And I would like to see a bit more of a diverse uh, response uh, and nominations going, going forward. But I guess that will develop over the course of time. Um, but on the whole, I was overwhelmed by the email response and just how amazed that the recipients actually are. Brilliant. So this is hopefully going to be an annual event, like you you say. Are you looking to make any changes for, for next year? I was talking about this with Sonia from Jefferson Craft, and she came up with a fantastic idea of maybe putting it into categories um, to maybe widen the scope. Again, it's all a work in progress. I, I just My initial plan behind the whole concept of the awards was just to champion those fantastic people who are doing great things for our community. Uh, but obviously now the word has got out, um, it would be sort of great to make it even more uh, fantastic than what they already are. Right, fantastic. So how can we help you make these awards? They were great this year, but make them even better next year. What what can we do? The fundamental thing would probably be just to keep in the back of your mind all those people who you think would uh, would be appreciative of a nomination they have don't really even have to win i think just being nominated alone is going to be testament to all their efforts and hard work to date so literally they can be anybody your neighbors perhaps people in your faith group your brownies your scouts your schools anything like that just keep their names in the back of your head and when i when i launch next year's awards hopefully um you'll have those names to hand and we can create a more diverse and wider spectrum and you said you were perhaps hoping that there would be a few more younger nominees. So perhaps thinking about where, I don't know, those eco-ambassadors at school in your children's class or something, should we be looking out for those as well? Absolutely. That is the exact, I mean, as you well know, my own daughter is an eco-ambassador at her school. And it's, we just feel as though we need to sort of capture their their drive and their passion uh, so yes more more uh diverse younger recipients would be fantastic yes wouldn't it be lovely to encourage them in what they're doing lee um fantastic award great initiative thank you so much for telling us about it thanks very much amanda I was talking there to Lee Wood of Ember Design, the man behind the new Ember Eco Awards. And let me say what a thing of beauty the awards are. Mine is sitting in pride of place on my mantelpiece right here.
Now, let me tell you about the other winners. Now, Lee mentioned Heidi Carruthers. And if you're a regular listener, you'll remember that Heidi is an ecologist who works for the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust and coordinates the Wilder St Albans project, through which she's inspired residents, young and old, to take action to help wildlife. You might have heard her here on Environment Matters talking about the wildlife garden champions that she's coordinated and the great work that they have done creating a new wildlife garden behind the George Street Canteen. By the way, I went there last week and it is a beautiful space now, absolutely buzzing with wildlife. I do recommend a visit. She's also helped volunteers encourage the peregrine falcons to nest at the cathedral and to turn bear vergers into wildlife meadows. There's so much more that Heidi has done as well, including the recent Wildfest in Verulamium Park. And St Albans is certainly a little wilder thanks to Heidi. So a big well done to Heidi there. Another winner who you'll be familiar with from here on Environment Matter is Nadia Bishara, the founder and coordinator of the Wilderhood Watch. Now, on the podcast page of RadioVerulam.com, you'll find Nadia talking about the Lockdown Sunflower Challenge, about bus stops, hedgehog streets and toad roads, many more projects where she's inspired groups of neighbours to do something to help the wildlife on their doorsteps. And I just love Nadia's can-do attitude, whether it's talking to Network Rail about tree felling or the council about bus stops with green roofs or persuading gardeners to leave long grass for wildlife. So a big congratulations to you, Nadia, and another deserving recipient of an inaugural Ember Eco Award. Kate Bretherton is the next Ember Eco Award winner. Now, do you remember the fantastic, remarkable World of Trees exhibition at the museum and the whole series of tree-themed events that went along with it? Well, that was Kate. And she also has founded the Hello Tree Scheme that provides resources so that everybody can learn about trees. Another great winner there. Well done, Kate. And last, but to follow the cliché by no means least, is Stacey Turner from St Albans' It's OK to Say. Now, we've not heard from Stacey here on Environment Matters, and Stacey's unfortunately really quite poorly with COVID at the moment. So, Stacey, we do hope you get well soon and do hope that you'll be able to join me here on Environment Matters so that we can hear all about the amazing work that you do getting people out into the natural world to help their mental health. And big congratulations to you, Stacey, on receiving an Ember Eco Award. Now, as Lee says, get that mental notebook open now to make a note of people that you come across who are going the extra mile for the environment. And let's make sure that their efforts are recognised by next year's awards. I'll remind you about the nominations nearer to the time so that you don't miss them. Finally, I'm sure that you will join me in saying a huge well done to Lee from Ember Designs and his judging team for getting the awards off the ground and choosing this year's winners. Big well done to you. Now, one of the groups that Lee is involved with is the Vare Valley Society, and they are really concerned at the moment about the low flow of water in our Red Chalk Stream River, the River Ver. A few weeks ago, the Vare Valley Society chair, John Pritchard, was excited to report here on Environment Matters that he had seen baby water voles on the River Ver. And they, along with other chalkstream wildlife, really need that water to thrive. So even when it is hot, do remember that every drop of water that you take from the tap could be in the river and save water where you can do.
Now, the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust are also taking low flow rates in our rivers really seriously, and they've got together with Affinity Water to make a short video explaining why our chalk streams are so important and giving us a few tips on ways that we can help. And I'll pop that video onto the show's social media. On Twitter, we're at RV underscore environment, and on Facebook, the page's name is Environment Matters on Radio Verulam. And you can always share your top water saving tips with me by emailing Amanda at radioverulam.com. I was thinking about my top tips for water saving and I think that it's taking cold showers rather than your normal hot shower. Now, bear with me. Now, apparently there's lots of advantages to taking a cold shower. It's supposed to be good for your mental health and researchers have found that taking icy showers might heighten your immune system and make you more resistant to illness as well. Now, in addition to that, obviously it cuts your heating water bills because you're not heating the water. And I don't know about you, but I'm never tempted to linger in a cold shower. So it just means that my showers are much shorter and therefore use lots less water. Now, I would also say that whilst it takes a bit of getting used to, cold showers are actually wonderfully invigorating, particularly when it's so hot. So, well, give it a try and see if turning down the temperature on your shower encourages you to save water too. I'm going to be back at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.